0: Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. Winbet is now live in all these states and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now, or visit wynnbet.com to start winning.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Rotaviz College Football Fantasy Podcast, your place for all things Devi college DFS, and college football betting advice. Probably some unabashed homerism sprinkled in there. I'm your host, Dave Fonlico, joined by my co-host, Matt Wispay. Matt, I know you're a little under the weather today, so thank you so much for joining me. Uh, last week's solo pod was uh, not as good as you'd imagine it to be. Uh, I'm glad you're here, man. Sorry you're not feeling well. Other than that, how you, how you holding up? It's been a crazy week.
2: I did some traveling, which was interesting. There was a football game that happened in Ann Arbor. I guess I don't know what happened there. Then the world got turned on its head. So it's been fun. I mean, I've had a good time. It's just been one of those weeks. So it's been a little crazy. And now I'm I think I caught the little bit of a I think my wife had a cold and I think I just caught it. So feeling great.
1: Yeah, that's always fun. Always fun. Yeah. Bananas, man. It's been a crazy week. You've got your cliche question Um, of like speaking of bananas, your cliche question of the week. <laughs> That was a How transition. That shit crazy for. is <laughs> the coaching carousel.
2: I, I had bananas. That's why he said bananas like three times. Um, yeah. So the coaching carousel, obviously, the first big breaking news was Lincoln Riley to um, USC. USC after he had the day before gone out and said, I am not the next head coach of LSU, blah, 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 blah. Now, I will just say, I have now seen from. Several credible reports, and as well as some friends of mine that do have some sources within uh, the South, that LSU story that they were fully anticipating that Lincoln Riley was going to be their next head coach and that they were preparing an announcement that Sunday, was true. Wow! He had he had verbally agreed, or let me rephrase this: reportedly, he had he had a, a agreed in principle. And then that next Saturday Saturday morning, he woke up and changed his mind. That story is crazy, um, and it's amazing. Um, And then, I mean, him going to USC, to be quite honest, is landscape shifting. It makes, it it elevates the Pac-12 to a pretty high level. It's broke the standardization that we have of like how recruiting works because he essentially just pillaged the entire OU class because of the way he had set it up. He is going to very, his 2022 class may not be amazing, but he is because of the excitement he has brought back to USC. He's getting some very highly regarded prospects that were perceived to be drifting elsewhere that now the moment he got announced basically flipped to USC leans. So there's, there's going to be some excitement and I I mean, even you as an Oregon fan will kind of admit when USC is a plus or even a they're going to kind of run that conference in a way that I'm not sure
1: anyone else is capable of. Completely agree. I hated this from a ducks fan perspective. Love it for the pack 12. I think it, it does change the landscape quite a bit. It's interesting. Like some of those top recruits are, already switching over to USC now Mm -hmm. uh, from Oklahoma, from other places uh, he's bringing in. um... I mean, USC's 2023 class is going to be
2: ridiculous. They, he's already gotten commitments from multiple or from it. The number one or number two quarterback in the class of 2023. He just added another commitment today. Yeah, I mean, I expect him to clean up. The one thing that's sort of interesting, the biggest dynamic I was uh, just talking with someone about this day is USC for about uh, five ish years has been, or the state, I should say, the state of California has been seen as very under recruited. um, And that's why people across the country were able to pillage it because USC was not recruiting to the highest level. And so it's just an interesting thing to see.
1: really what he does so yeah i'm sorry i cut you off no no you're good um i mean yeah the days of oregon going in there and taking all their favorites <laughs> is, is, is over you know they'll get a couple because you know that's the nature of recruiting they're not like usc isn't going to lock down everyone but uh oregon was dominating down there and that's probably not going to take place anymore so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh with mario cristobal yeah. he's put together a really great class uh four years, three years in a row now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I don't think like I had become used to Oregon, having a top 10 top five class. I don't think that's going to be the future. Yeah. I
2: think, I think what we just saw was um, USC is probably now two years away from really being a playoff contender. I don't think they have the guys yet to actually make a run next year, even with his scheme. Um, But I think they become, not next year, but the following year,
1: they're probably a legitimate playoff contending team. And that's crazy. Yeah, and I think it'll be a lot like Oklahoma. I think they're they're going to get pushed around in the trenches quite a bit, like we see a lot of Pac-12 teams mm-hmm. do. And, and once they get to the playoff, it's going to be a real struggle. Um, but that's most, that's most <laughs> teams in the country, right? Like there's very few Correct. teams that have had playoff success year in and year out. Um, so, agreed. yeah. Uh, Um,
2: the one. And then, so with that news, obviously coming out, the immediate aftershock was, well, if LSU really thought they were getting Lincoln Riley, they must be down to like their second and third choices. And oh my gosh, they must be, who are they going to get the panic, the panic? Because I mean, in, in some circles, Billy Napier was seen as their, their backup plan that if they couldn't get Jimbo, if they couldn't get Lincoln, that Billy Napier was just this good coach, uh, that was out there and they were, they were making choices. And then out of nowhere, a report came out that Brian Kelly was being interviewed. And within about
0: 10 minutes minutes of that that report,
2: (laughs) like then he was the next head coach. And it was just like the obviously the immediate reaction of Twitter was making fun of uh, Brian Kelly going down to Louisiana because Brian Kelly is the least Louisiana person on planet Earth. But from a coaching perspective, I think it's a good hire. Um, if one sec, dang it. Um, one moment, my baby monitor is currently going off because it is, has a dead battery.
1: Um, (laughs) as long as the baby's okay, is the baby okay?
2: Fine. And I'm next door to him so I can hear him if something happens. There we go. There we go. Uh,
1: All is well listeners. No need to panic.
2: (laughs) So, I guess the, the, my thought from a coaching perspective is that Brian Kelly's style is kind of the opposite of Lincoln Riley. He is a, I'm going to win the trenches, I'm going to run the ball down your throat, and I'm going to play good defense. Um, and he doesn't care about the flash and pizzazz. So like you're not going to get under Brian Kelly, the 2019 LSU that just takes out over college football with this ridiculous high-flying offense. But what you might see... Is him really go down there, embrace the state of Louisiana, just get all of the swamp monsters that live in Louisiana to come play school play college football for him that he couldn't recruit when he was at Notre Dame and really just play Brian Kelly football down there. I think it's an interesting fit. I think he is he has an opportunity there to he has an opportunity there to be very successful. And I don't I think this this played to me as a just a good hire. I don't it's it's sex. It's a quote unquote sexy hire because it's Brian Kelly and you're taking a guy who is a legitimate playoff contending team away from that. But I do think that this hire is also just a, a smart change to what LSU is right now. So I, I think that's a strong hire, Um, which did you, so how much of the Notre Dame stuff did you keep up with after it got announced that he was leaving.
1: I saw that like he had like a player, a meeting with the players at like seven 30 yeah. or something in the morning and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And it just seemed really freaking weird to me. Like he, it was like a like also if you're Brian Kelly and LSU's here, like, like, yeah, can we announce, can we just wait in a week to see if we're in the yeah. playoff before we do this? Like, can we wait? But like, yeah, I think, we,
2: I think with some of these things, I think it's, all of this stuff, all these announcements are very strategically done sure. because they're trying to early signing period begins on December 15th. Once December 15th happens, you need if you are LSU, you need to have a strong class in place. So it's kind of just one of those things where I think they were trying to get this hiring done. And I, I just don't think Brian Kelly has all that much loyalty. Okay. The things so like the text message he sent at 10 o'clock at night that basically said, hey, we have a 7 a.m. meeting and I'll talk to you in person. Then it was a li- I've watched it. So like there, it is leaked. There's someone who videoed it, put it up on Twitter. There is a leaked version of the actual meeting. It's real quick. Like, oh, yeah, he, he said it is. Now, I don't know what you want from him. I don't like he, he shouldn't stand up there for 20 minutes lying and blowing smoke up everyone's ass about, oh, I wish I could stay. You know, you don't. You took a job. Yeah. Um. But apparently that led to like Marcus Freeman didn't take kindly to it and pretty much chewed him out afterwards. And that was well, when I guess the rallying... he's not going.
1: I guess he's not going to LSU with him then, huh?
2: No. So then obviously he he attempted to get his strength and conditioning coach, his offensive line coach, Marcus Freeman, defensive coordinator, and Tommy Reese, offensive coordinator. He tried to get all these people to follow him. He struck out on all four. Um. And then. Marcus Freeman basically got all of the player support immediately following it as the guy they wanted to be head coach. So even though there was a report that came out that they really were targeting Luke fickle and that was who they were zeroing in on, um, pretty quickly after that, all the momentum swifted or shifted to, um, Marcus Freeman, which is a great hire. And I, I mean, it's a big jump up from being defensive coordinator underneath a coach. that has been doing it for years and years and years, but it's a it's a hire that will not change things the fact that they they kept a lot of the pieces in place they kept tommy reese on offense they're going to run the same offense they're going to run the same defense i fully expect that to be a uh still viable program next year which to be honest at 10 o'clock at night when i saw brian kelly was leaving for lsu they had a chance to go the same route as oklahoma where the world is falling um and it's just not, it doesn't appear to be that way. So that's, it's interesting. Um, so those are the big uh, hirings that happened. I guess from the list I sent you, we'll do one that shocks you and one that you just think is a good hire that isn't as quote unquote sexy.
1: Yeah, uh, the the good hire is, I think Washington um, hit a home run with Kalen DeBoer from Fresno State. Uh, I think he has done a lot with, Mediocre talent, Washington. He should be able to recruit really well out there. It's a beautiful city, beautiful stadium, great facilities. Um, Not, of course, gets his his quarterback back. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. That's hilarious. Yeah, Um, but I like, I I liked that hire. I thought, I thought it was kind of underrated. I also like what Washington State did. I mean, Jake Dickert, that 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 program after Rolovich kind of chose to. Yeah, chose to be fired, (laughs) you know, like um, that could have gone south really easily. The fact that they were able to uh, pull together and still play hard for him uh, speaks to something, you know, speaks to a a decent culture that he's able to put into place. Uh, The one that surprised me is for some some reason, like I have been living under a rock. I didn't realize that my team's offensive coordinator, Oregon's Joe Moorhead took off. For Akron, that is head scratching to me. I don't see that as a, a as a positive move for one's career. Like, yes, you become the HC, but man, offensive coordinator at Oregon with the weapons that they have coming back, like their receiver core is so young and talented. Um, Travis Dye will most likely be back. Uh, they've got the, they've got um, a great offense, great offensive line. You've got Ty Thompson coming back. You you probably have the opportunity to snag at least one decent if you want you can snag one of these decent quarterbacks that are that are hitting the transfer portal why would you want to leave it makes no sense wide
2: receivers i mean the wide receiver talent that's currently in the portal is banana like all of the elite oklahoma wide receivers
1: yeah but Oregon in the portal i think oregon doesn't need them to be honest like they've been drafting i mean not drafting sorry they've been recruiting four and five star receivers over the last two and three years that are ready to ready to anyway that one surprised me quite a bit.
2: So I I'll, I'll jump in with this um, as well. I I mean, I think strong hire Billy Napier is just a good hire. Um, Yeah, for sure. He's so in talking to my sources from the South, uh, I can tell you that they were very impressed with the way he came into the interview because he was very prepared. He came in with a budget he wanted for recruiting. He came in with like how he planned to rebuild that culture and rebuild um, where they're coming from. Because to be honest, Florida's not that far off Oklahoma. Their whole program kind of quit on a midseason. They went from being a, what? I mean, people had them as this top 10 team because they played close with Alabama. Um, then they played sort of close with Georgia. I don't know if you can call that game close, but they played like sort of close with Georgia and then the the wheels fell off. And, to be honest, they were lucky to beat Florida state. Like it's just one of those things where like that, that hire was pretty important. And rather than going for the flashy name out there, like you didn't ever hear them connected to Lincoln Riley didn't ever hear them connected. They zeroed in on Billy Napier. And part of the reason was because they knew Virginia tech wanted him. They knew that was Virginia tech's top guy on the board. And so they quickly moved swiftly and they said, we are going to get him. So That was my big thoughts on uh, that one. The surprising one was Brent Pry, and it's not because I think he's a bad hire. It's just that Virginia Tech, and to be honest, now that Virginia just opened up, I don't understand why Jamie Chadwell is not the head coach of somewhere Mm. else yet. Um, That one seems too easy, and it would bring a lot of excitement to a fan base. So I was just a little bit shocked that they went for a... A good coach rather than a little bit splashy. So yeah, I I mean, it is what it is. So, um, But that's really where I'm at on all this. So I think we should, let's get a word from our sponsors and then we'll uh, jump into some bets for the week.
0: Let's do it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. All right, we're back, let's do it, I'm excited. Uh, We we're not quite at the end of the season, but man, I feel like this season has flown by. We're at the conference championships. Insane. Of course, we also have this random (laughs) we have this random USC Cal game. Uh, I will have nothing on that. Uh, But uh, let's get into it. You take one week off and you forget about our drop.
2: Well, no, it's less that I I wasn't. I was just going to quickly say, I don't want to hide from it. Obviously, I did trash last week in my picks. I went um, legit. I think I went, what, two and seven? Nope. Yep. Two and seven last week on my picks. I was minus 6.8 units. I'm still up a little bit on the year. I'm up like four and a half units. But yeah, I mean, not going to dwell on the past. Obviously, I misread some of these games. I'm going to blame the fact that I was doing this from a cell phone while sitting in an airport. An airport. Um, yes, I think that's, that's, a, sure. lie. that's, oh. that's a lie. That's <laughs> I mean, that is what I did. But that's that's not why my picks were a mistake. I, I had a misread on stuff. And to be honest, I made a couple of picks with my heart. And those picks with my heart came back to bite me. So uh, we're going to jump into or I guess do you would you like to talk about your strong week? Because you did have a, a plus week last week.
1: Yeah, I had a good week. Um, I don't have all the picks in front of me. Um, I, I just. I just felt good about you went six and four and we're up 1.44 units
2: on the week. That brings you to still um, negative on the year, negative <laughs> 17.46 on the season. Really? It's you had a couple of uh, minus six weeks in there that really just, it I were think been, big holes.
1: You have me at negative 12, but whatever.
2: I don't because that's not updated. I'm looking at the actual oh. spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. I liked my version better. My apologies. Um, <laughs> so this week's going to be a little bit different, and it's it's because the slate is fairly limited. And one of the things I will tell you is, um, show some restraint when you're making these plays out there. Um, it's easy to say bet every game that's a college game or a college championship game, but to be honest, I don't think that this is a super duper strong week, and I think it could get kind of crazy so i limited myself to just doing four units for this week i i only have four picks um so essentially i'm just leaving my six units out there to be effectively pushes um but i told stefani was allowed to do as many picks as he wanted up to uh 10 so so guess how many i have 10
1: yes sir here's here's my here's my rule of here's my rule of thumb uh just broad strokes. If someone's like, what do you think is going to happen this week? Uh, my two least favorite things underdogs and unders like that's kind of where I'm leaning. Like give me the dogs. Give me the unders this week. Those are going to be most of my place. Um, Funny. I like a lot of the favorites.
2: <laughs> I, I think I like almost all of the favorites.
1: Well, I let's start with one favorite that I'm rolling out with. We just saw this game uh, not long ago. I'm going to lay the two and a half points with Utah. I don't think Oregon gets embarrassed like they did um, last time. I think they're going to be able to keep it close, but two and a half is such a small number. Um, And on FanDuel, I've got it at minus one fourteen. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with Utah. It hurts my heart. I do think that the Oregon offense um, is able to, uh, like Utah just had some crazy scoring late in the half that really turned this game sideways. I don't think that happens. Um, My other play in this game is taking. Under 29 in the first half total, um, and that's on DraftKings at minus 115. So I'm going Oregon Utah first half under 29, and then I'm going Utah minus two and a half in this. What were the
2: odds on under in the first half? Is it minus 110?
1: Uh, minus 115. Minus 115.
2: Okay. I'm just getting the doc up 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 to date. So
1: perfect. Um, so yeah, there's two of mine. I'll, I'll I'll try to do yeah I'll go two, you go one type of thing so that uh
2: all right. So I'm going to roll out my underplay of the week that I'm a big fan of. And that's Cincinnati and Houston under 53 and a half. Um, Let me pull up S&P plus real quick. So I have it in front of me. Uh, S&P plus has this game at about 52 ish. Um, And to be honest, it it's a little awkward uh, on that because it still has like the plus two and a half stuff in there. But you can get this number probably a little bit higher, but you have to pay some juice. I still like it. At 53 and a half is actually what I have written down. So at 53 and a half, Houston's defense is really good. Yeah, Uh, UC's offense isn't special. And Cincinnati, I mean, I think Cincinnati is going to win this game fairly comfortably. But I still don't expect them to really score a ton of points on this Houston defense that has been pretty solid all year long. I think this game probably is in the high 40s. So I think maybe you get like a 27 to, or I'm sorry. I think maybe you get like a 31 to like 20 at the high end, 31 to like 17, probably in something that range. I think Cincinnati wins this game by two scores. I do have, I would lean them on my play, but I don't love it enough to jump in. So that's my, my first play of the week is Cincinnati and Houston.
1: I I am with you on that. That is one of my um, best bets for the week. Under that same under fifty three and a half at minus one ten on Bet MGM. I think one of the reasons this number is high is both these offenses score in the thirties, but I think what people forget is both these defenses keeps teams under twenty points week in and week out. So I think we see more of a defensive uh, battle here. I think um, both teams are going to be just looking to like Houston's going to try to be scraping out a win here, and Cincinnati's not going to be going crazy trying to blow them out. They know if they win, they're in. So I think your analysis is spot on. I'm going to join you with that under fifty three and a half. Um, I'll give you another one real quick. Um, another under kind of similar um, idea here, the Utah State, San Diego State under 50 and a half. I think that number is too high. I got this one also at BetMGM at minus 110. San Diego State is a really, really solid defense and they play an offensive style that doesn't look to put up 40 plus points a week. I think they'll be really comfortable um, in this game. And uh, with that, they'll be able to, to keep the uh, the pace of play um with running the football pretty good. I, I know Utah State likes to look for those big home run plays. We 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 played uh but Mr. Boner a few times <laughs> in DFS this year. Um I, I don't think they're gonna be able to 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 move the football that successfully against um San Diego State. So I, I like the under fifty and a half is my is my favorite play in this game. Um I think I'm with you on that one. Let me pull my
2: sheet up. Um yeah, I mean, I have that game somewhere in the 40s. Um, it's not one that I would immediately jump on. Um, in that one, if I had to pick a side, I like San Diego State in that game. Um, even covering, I think I have it. I have The number I have on my sheet is six, but I'm not looking at it. Yeah, you can get as low as like five and a half if you go to BetMGM. Um Not one that I'm going to jump on with you here, because like I said, I am I haven't looked into it super duper close, but my numbers have... San Diego closer to like ten points, and I think, if I recall correctly, that game is actually at San Diego State. It's not yes, a neutral site. So. I believe so. That's correct. a yeah. So that one, well, I don't have any idea. But either way, so uh, my next play, just so I can get them out there, uh, Appalachian State in Louisiana. Uh, I'm going to take Appalachian State minus two and a half. Um, it's minus one ten over at BetMGM. I think Appalachian state's really good. Um, I'm not entirely sure how they ended up jumping up so high in my power rating, but they're really high in my power rating. Um, and it's because of their defense. Um. So yeah, I have this game, honestly, it's to the point where I, I kind of questioned my number a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, about a seven point edge from a three point line. So getting it at under three i'm i'm jumping all in in this one so yep give me give me appalachian state
1: uh i was actually leaning uh uh you can play right, your dog Louisiana. it's fine uh no I, i'm actually not uh, they they were on the sheet that but i had to cut cut it down to 10 remember so uh ah. they were the they were the first one off So I will not be rolling them out, but I I was leaning them. Part of the reason I cut them is just with the Napier news. I don't know what, what that means for them. You know, like it's hard to analyze um, a team that just lost their coach. Is he coaching in this game? I actually don't even know. I would assume not SEC.
2: When teams coaches tend to move to the SEC, they kind of uh, pick up and go. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're gone, but I don't know that that's official yet. So,
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go to my um, my favorite my favorite dog this week, and that is the uh, Baylor Bears getting. Last time I checked, it was five and a half. Um, I got that at minus 109 over at Bet River, which you know I'm told is a real sports book. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Um, yeah, I think the number's still five and a half. Um, and I I just think I think this game's kind of a toss up to me. Um, I think. Bo has been pretty good when he's been healthy. Um, I don't know exactly what we think. I, I just Spencer Sanders scares me. I don't know why, uh, anyone would be backing him to win a game by, by six plus points. So, um, I'm going to go roll with the bears, um, in a game that, you know, uh, I, I, think Baylor could easily win. I actually was tempted to go money line on this one, but, um, if I go 10 or no this week, um, I can get real close to breaking even. So I don't want to uh I don't want to uh push it too much. So I'll take this by I will half. say Let's this is Baylor. the
2: one dog that on my sheet it actually tells me I should be on. So
1: But you're not playing this. I one. am not
2: on it. Um eh screw it, I'll be on it. Baylor plus yes! five and a half.
1: Let's go. Um I love it when yeah. you do that. I, I don't think we've lost a bet that we one of us has joined each other in on the pod. So Yeah.
2: I mean I, I like Baylor at this number I think it's a reasonable spot I think Baylor's just could potentially be better than Oklahoma State I don't know that Oklahoma State's amazing um they've been one of those teams that has been fake good all year um whereas Baylor's kind of just been underrated I think most of the year so yeah might be a sweat um but I'm gonna take I'll join you on that one nice let's go all right um you are at 5 right now so i will let you do one more
1: all right let's go to uh the game that probably no one actually is going to watch except for maybe you and i because i know I it is i want kent state minus 3 versus northern illinois i don't think northern illinois is that good of a team yet kent state is uh i think a super fun team they average close to 250 yards rushing which is very fun um of course uh, Northern Illinois does too, uh, but Northern Illinois can't pass the ball very well. Um, now, Northern Illinois um, is six and four against the spread in the last 10 games against Kent State, uh, but I think that changes right now. Kent State is on a nice roll. They've uh, gone four and one against the spread in the last five games. I think they make that five and one. I'm excited to play this game. Let's go. A golden flashes. I think they win uh, by plus. You said closer you got to, it at minus three? Uh, right I got it at now. minus three. Okay. Uh, last I checked, minus three DraftKings at minus one hundred and ten. Okay, has That's it changed? Why we'll put it, in
2: this. it has, but it's. I think you can still get it there. So I think you are okay. good. Cool. Um, while I'm on that game, also, I think that total is really high. You can get it. Let's see if it's still available before I give this number out. Yeah, that game, the total on it is seventy-four and a half. You can get it at a whole bunch of books. Um yeah. you do have to pay minus one eighteen on it, but I don't care. I'm gonna pay minus one eighteen. I think these two teams are good. I think um shit, what's his name? who's a quarterback for Kent State. Uh Crum? Dustin Crum. I think he's very good. I don't know that that's Wait, accurate. Are you
1: taking the over? I'm taking the under. Oh, okay. I'm I'm trying to look
2: up the quarterback. I think they're very yeah, yet. Dustin crumb. He's very good. Um, however, 74 is a lot of points. Um,
1: and they both like to run the football. If,
2: yeah. I I'm just not in on this one. My, uh, SMP plus has this in like the mid sixties. So it is actually, it's, it is recommending I jump in on the under with a seven point gap between, uh, what is available out there. So, I am just gonna I will roll with this S&P plus play on it um and just say it's a really really big number.
1: Yeah. All right, by next play, uh I'm going to go to the ACC championship game. You got Pitt versus Wake Forest, uh two teams that have been super fun all year. I think one of them is just better and that is the Pittsburgh Panthers. So I know I, said, I know I said I know I said I like underdogs this week. Maybe just felt like that. I literally I was typing in the underdog right there for you. Maybe it's just because I never picked them and I've got a couple of dogs this week. Um, but I I like I like Pitt to cover this small number. I got it at minus three over on DraftKings at minus 105. Um I think that number is widely available. I think Kenny Pickett is uh very good. Um I think Hartman's fine too, but I don't think he's quite as good. I think this game is going to be very, very high scoring. Um, And so the only, in a high scoring game, I don't mind um, a number like three. It's kind of like, who do you think is going to win and go with them? I will say, um, I am not going to bet this game myself until Saturday morning, just to see what the situation is. Like right now, um, I just checked um, the injury report and like a lot of guys have the flu over in Pittsburgh, including Kenny Pickett. If he's out, um, I'm definitely not playing this game.
2: But for the purpose of the show, you are. And yeah. I guess this means I'm getting my last pick out already. I am joining you on that one. I don't particularly think Wake is very good. I think they were very fraudulent all year. I think their defense is atrocious. I think their um, their offense is... it's It's probably an equal to Pitt, but I think Pitt actually has some guys on defense. So for me, I I'm going to go with the team that has been significantly more productive all year. Um, and that's Pitt. So yep. Give me the Panthers minus three. Yep.
1: Well, that's, I like it. Um, So finally I've got three bets left, but only two games left that I'm betting. Um, I'm going to take the under in the first half of Georgia Bama SEC championship game. The one we're all, uh, Excited for I think both teams get off to a pretty slow start. I think the defenses kind of rule the day in general. Uh so I think uh rolling with a first half under 25 and a half, I'm getting that at DraftKings at minus one twenty. I did not shop around for that. That's just the first place I looked. Um, um, because I don't have a cool website that shows me first half unders. I have to go into each of my sports books and I was too lazy to look at more. Looks like you spot. can get it
2: at minus one thirteen.
1: Perfect. I'll take that at a that MG. Huh, perfect love that juice going in my favor uh, i also am going to go ahead and do a same game parlay they let you do that over on DraftKings and caesars and a lot of them and i'm going to stick with that under play so i'm going to go under 50 um and take georgia money line and i can get that at plus 160 on DraftKings. so georgia and the under 50 in a same game parlay um i think georgia wins um as much as i think it'd be fun for bama to win um, and so really I'm just, I just wanted, I just wanted
2: see, yeah.
1: I basically wanted to play the full game under, but wanted to juice it up a little bit. So just grab Georgia money line as well. So got that. Uh, my final play is controversial. You're going to hate this. I'm going to the big 10. I'm taking my one over of the week. I'm taking what? over 43 in Michigan, Iowa. We saw what Michigan was able to do to Ohio state. I think they just keep the pedal to the metal. I think even if they want to slow down, they can't, I don't think Iowa is getting up for this. I think Michigan rolls pretty easily. I don't think this is going to be like a point total in the sixties, but I think Iowa's offense is going to leave some really short fields for a quorum and Haskins to just pound in a couple of short runs. Uh, I, I think, I think Michigan gets 38 points on their own. So we really only need a Iowa touchdown. So, I um, get it
2: at forty three. It looks like is the best number.
1: Yeah, that's what I that's what I saw too, and I saw it at BetMGM at minus one twelve. So I know a lot of people are playing the under, but uh, I'm going over on this one. Little contrarian action in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's my ba- that's my last pick. I think that's viable. I am. Uh...
2: I think that comparing Michigan or comparing Iowa's defense to Ohio State's defense is wildly disrespectful to Iowa's defense. <laughs> um, I think Iowa will—they're not going to win. Uh, let's be clear. I would take Michigan minus ten. It all, yeah, uh, it's not one that like stands out a ton on my numbers. I think I have it at like eleven. So I'm not—it's not one I'm jumping on. But I think that Michigan is going to do exactly what you said, which is run the ball a whole lot. And in that case, I just don't want to I don't know. I, I and over in that one feels like you're going to be you might be sweating hoping for Michigan to not take their foot off the gas. Sure. So, sure. It's a it's an interesting one. Um It's I'm a to sure watch that game. Um no, that would be might painful. hurt my heart. Yeah, no, that but would we'll be a say, hur- I want to tell a funny story, which is um, how petty are Ohio State fans? Um, So uh, as we always do, Ohio State fans assumed that they were going to be in the Big Ten championship in Indianapolis. They bought up all the hotel rooms. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're still going. Michigan fans were pretty. I don't think they're going. I just think they're going to have rooms sitting there empty.
1: Oh, they're just not going to sell them to the Michigan guys. Yeah.
2: So I, Uh, from what I have been reading, Michigan fans have been having a lot of difficulties finding. (laughs) That's um, so funny. Finding hotel rooms in Indianapolis. So
1: that is, that is why I love college football is these Ohio state fans would rather just eat their $300 in hotel rooms, just to piss off a Michigan fan. Just be like, okay, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) That's so good. 100%. So
2: I, uh, I thought that story was funny because it's, pettiness at its finest um so yeah all right well i need to go plug in my baby monitor
1: Um, yes you do yeah no dfs this week uh we're not we're not going to do that on this slate um but uh i'm I'm excited for these plays um i will say the michigan iowa was that was the one that uh, won out over the the louisiana app state game i was those are the two i was least confident in um but I, i still wanted to get that one out there
2: as I think it's viable,
1: and you very well might get a situation where Michigan is
2: up like 28 to 10 or something. And you're just waiting. You're just keeping your fingers crossed that somebody right. dives in the end zone. So, yeah, but I, I will see that. I just think the pace in that game, uh, I don't have pace numbers in front of me. I haven't updated all my sheets this week. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I think the pace numbers between those two teams are probably among the slower and that'll be kind of an ugly game to watch.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Cool. Well, it was a uh, good seeing you again, starting up, feeling well. Hope you get better. Hope you get a chance to watch some of these games this weekend. My oldest son turns 13 on Saturday, so I'll be smuggling uh, a phone uh, everywhere I go trying to sneakily watch, uh, but it'll be, be a good weekend. Uh, anything you'd like to leave listeners with before we take off? Bye, Chris Olave. There you go. We'll see you all next week. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.